Hi, everyone, and welcome to the American Constitutionalist. I'm Jeff Tokar, your host. Co-host Cliff DeCamp and cousin David Gibbs are off this week as we celebrate the independence of our nation. The American Constitutionalist's main purpose is to defend and champion a return to the original intent and meaning of the United States Constitution. In addition, we at the American Constitutionalist are not afraid to mix politics and religion because we believe in America, they're inseparable. America was built as a Judeo-Christian nation and history proves it. In fact, as we celebrate July 4th, Independence Day, I want to expand on America as a Judeo-Christian nation. In America, you have the freedom of religion, freedom to choose your religious belief, no matter if you're a Christian, Islamic, Hindu, Buddhist, Jewish, Catholic, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, you name it, you have the freedom of religion. Now, don't bail out on me just yet. Please listen to what I have to say. The first to settle the colonies were pilgrims, Puritans, Christians who held forth the word of God, the Bible. They had the Geneva Bible, believed in the gospel of Jesus Christ, and wanted to be a light, a city on a hill for the world to see but yet they knew that freedom meant choice. They, like I, wish you would believe in God as I do, and they did, but they knew political and religious oppression. They were fleeing it. They, as God does, allows for choice, responsibility, and accountability to each individual built on the principles found in God's word. They never said you had to believe in God, they just knew that to survive this nation must be built upon the rock of God's word with its virtue, character, integrity, equity, truth, honor, and justice. Those are qualities that every religion can find as common ground. I elaborate on this in the American Constitutionalist episodes 39 and 40. I hope you'll go back and take a listen. They wanted and sought God's blessing and knew that to receive such would take devotion and dedication to him. They continued to rely on God Almighty through the struggles that came with the birth of this new free nation. Even to the point of true independence, the declaration to substantiate our freedom, they sought God's blessing and divine guidance. During this special time of year, as we celebrate our independence, I wanna share some of those words of those who built this nation like Thomas Jefferson. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Thomas Jefferson also stated, let the annual return of this day forever refresh our recollections of these rights and an undiminished devotion to them. John Adams, I am aware of the toil and blood and treasure it will cost us to maintain this declaration and support and defend these states. Yet through all the gloom, I see the rays of ravishing light and glory. I can see that the end is worth all the means. This is our day of deliverance. Benjamin Rush, do you recollect the pensive and awful silence which pervaded the house when we were all called up one after another? to the table of the President of Congress, to subscribe what was believed by many at the time to be our own death warrants. Benjamin Franklin, we must all hang together 
or assuredly we shall all hang separately. I love this by Mary Fairchild. No one can deny that many of these founding fathers of the United States of America were men of deep religious convictions based in the Bible and faith in Jesus Christ. Of the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence, nearly half, 24, held seminary or Bible school degrees. John Hancock, the first signer of the Declaration of Independence. Resistance to tyranny becomes the Christian and social duty of each individual. Continued steadfast and with proper sense of your dependence on God, nobly defend those rights which heaven gave, and no man ought to take from us. Patrick Henry, it cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religions, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. For this very reason, people of other faiths have been afforded asylum, prosperity, and freedom of worship here. Ladies and gentlemen, our hope continues as a nation can only be placed in God. God's promises do not negate human responsibility and accountability. Wrongdoing requires a just response from God. Proverbs 14 tells us godliness makes a nation great but sin is a disgrace to any people. Corrupt leaders in government are seeking their own glory, which is in direct opposition to God and is built on the suppression of God-fearing Americans. If America abandons God, the God that made us a Judeo-Christian, the God that gave us our inalienable rights, and we continue to kowtow to the left-wing, radical, euphoric, Marxist ideology that is opposed to God, you can expect disaster. The leadership in America today who champion hostile attitudes and allow violent methodology to support an un-American minority opinion does not provide satisfaction, nor will it ever. America cannot and will not get what true freedom brings through their tyrannical, socialistic, euphoric, narcissistic fantasies of truth and equality. God created heaven and earth with a word. He created this place as his space for the fulfillment of his word and divine purpose. He can bring nations to an end with a word, even America. I'm not a doomsdayer, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you that God will not be mocked. Proverbs 21:16 tells us the person who strays from the way of common sense will end up in the company of the dead. I'm here to tell you the country who strays from the way of common sense will rest in the company of the dead. The world consists of society that is opposed to God and his kingdom. The world is guided by earthly wisdom, not heavenly wisdom, and is characterized by evil desires, fighting and killing. Those who are seeking world power and control use the mise of globalism when their end is bondage and suppression. The vocal minority, the liberal left, two-faced politicians, and complicit media in America have all been seduced to the lure of this evil subliminal aggression. Hostile attitudes and violent methods do not provide satisfaction. You can't get what you want by them. You only create more chaos, pain, suffering, and division. Godly Americans don't put their hope in a corruptible human government, but put their hope in God's everlasting rule of justice and fairness. 
We just need to pray that God will open the heart, mind, and soul of his word to those who are fighting in America against him and are fighting against this great Judeo-Christian nation and the blessings God wants to pour upon it. God directs people and events to fulfill his purposes in history. He has no need to explain himself. However, he always has a purpose that he is working out as he guides individuals, nations, and events in accord with his will. Judgment comes when sins pile up to their complete measure. Ever since Eden, humans have attempted to take God's sacred space as their own. Any conduct that fails to glorify God is a violation of his sacred space. The men who signed the Declaration of Independence knew that those who pioneered the colonies and states before them had done so in humility, respect, and submission to God. They knew we were meant to be a Judeo-Christian nation, a nation of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness under the direct will and guidance from God, a city on a hill, a light of hope for the world to see. They were willing to sign that document with great personal risk the risk of their own life, prosperity, and freedom. That's why when after they signed the declaration, there was a solemn silence in the room. There weren't shouts of joy and jubilation and celebration, for they knew that the task that they were undertaking could cost them everything. But since then, we have turned our back on God and the roots of this great Judeo-Christian nation. Ronald Reagan said, Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government and with these three little words, we the people. He also said God intended America to be free, to be the golden hope of mankind. You see, if we the people do not seek our roots and God is a Judeo-Christian, if we the people do not stand up to be heard, if we the people do not fight the good fight, then the sacrifice for freedom by the signers of that declaration, the men and women who sacrificed in a revolution for our freedom, will all have been done in vain. It will be lost to the whims of a euphoric, narcissistic faction for self-indulgent power and control, financial gain above the true intent and freedom for we the people. Please continue to join me as we pray, pray, pray for God's divine intervention. I pray that God will change the hearts of those destroying this great nation or remove them through his own divine hand of intervention. Not my hand, not your hand, but by his supernatural hand of justice. God does not need America. America needs God. God does not need politicians. Politicians need God. God does not need government. Government needs God. God can and will bring us to our knees. But if we don't seek him, if we don't turn to him as a Judeo-Christian nation, he may bring us to our knees, and this time it may be for good. If we do not seek him diligently, I can guarantee you the flame of liberty and freedom will be extinguished. Once liberty and freedom are lost in America, there will be no other place on earth that will flourish again as it has in this great nation. Please share this podcast with your family and friends and subscribe to this free podcast so you can get timely information to truth in America. 
We need you to stand with us at the American Constitutionalists, spreading the word as we strive to continue to be one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty, justice, and freedom for all. Otherwise, complacency will lead to the death of this great republic. I want to end with a group that I sang with and created many years ago, made up of firefighters, emergency responders. The group was called Fire Force. And I want to end today with us singing the national anthem. We sung this national anthem at many professional sporting events and professional concerts. It was a blessing for us to stand before many crowds and opening up those nights of entertainment with remembering America and those who gave her life for it and the flag that represents it. Yes, the red, white, and blue. I know that this recording isn't gonna sound that great, but it's a recording that we did standing outside on one July 4th weekend being interviewed by a local television station. They asked us to sing this for them and we're going to close out today's podcast with Fire Force singing the national anthem. But before we do so, I want to share with you something very special. I want you to hear the last verse of the national anthem that you may never hear. The last verse of the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, thus it be ever when free men shall stand between their loved home and the war's desolation. Blessed with victory and peace, May the heaven-rescued land praise the power that hath made and preserved us a nation. Then conquer we must when our cause it is just. And this be our motto, in God is our trust. And the star-spangled banner in triumph shall wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. The star-spangled banner. For Cliff DeCamp and Cousin David Gibbs, this is Jeff Tokar reminding you that we at the American Constitutionalists still support and believe in God, America, and freedom, singing our national anthem by Francis Scott Key. Fire Force, may God bless America. Stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight for the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting.